0: One welcome to the happiness podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest here, Adriana de Asambucha. She's a trained psychotherapist with two masters in con- contextual therapies and clinical psy- psychology, and therefore she has a lot of knowledge of like what can help people achieve more, more happiness and, and work with their trauma. So a warm welcome to the podcast, Adriana.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. I'm so excited to be here. So thanks for inviting me.
0: So one of the reasons why I invited her on the podcast, is she produces amazing videos on the internet where she explains uh, con con very difficult con cons concepts with very beautiful illustrations. Like we like she paints she paints paintings in your brain. Like of like we're gonna hear one later maybe with ants on the beach. And that really helped me to understand uh, difficult concepts and uh, yeah, very happy to, to have you here and that let's jump right in. As, are you ready?
1: I'm ready, Chris. Thanks for the invitation.
0: So maybe for you to begin, how do you define ha- ha- happy, ha- happiness?
1: My definition of happiness, I guess, is more unconventional, maybe more related to actions, maybe acting, in relation with our values with with what is important to us not so much about how we feel in the moment but having more of an inner peace and being able to act according to it and according to what we want to achieve in life and this will in change give us more happiness
0: and and what are some of the biggest reasons or traumas or things would hinder people from from feeling happy in the moment
1: i think that many times what can pushes away from happiness can be the avoidance of other feelings and then we're acting under the control of them so that we don't have to feel them And this is pushing us further away from our happiness because we're like hyper focusing on these uncomfortable feelings, on the pain, which can be sadness, anxiety, whatever it is, instead of focusing towards what is important to us and will lead us to major happiness. So I think it's important to be able to maybe change that uh direction, that focus from that suffering and not only focus on avoiding it, and more towards what we can do to bring ourselves closer to that valuable life that makes us happy. Mm-hmm.
0: And what what are some advice that, that you you give to, to, to your to your to your clients in the sessions?
1: Um uh, I think one of the most helpful things I can give my clients in sessions could be just this simple phrase, which is, you don't have to answer to your mind. I think it helps a lot in cases of overthinking, for example, which I think it happens to lots of people. And just knowing that you don't have to answer to your mind is something that we don't even contemplate. We're automatically. Reacting to those contents of our minds.
0: So I'm gonna ask you some questions, so to see if I understand it correctly. So, if my my mind produces a thought of like, "Hey Chris, today you're you're lazy. You're not getting things done. You're you're lazy." Like, how, how how would how would this this work? On explain the process.
1: Well, maybe if you had that thought, you know, you're lazy, then you might get stuck in it, trying to evaluate if you're truly lazy or not or going over the things that you do or that you don't do and then you find yourself in a whole wheel of thoughts for a long time and then you even forget how it even started but then if you just take a distance from that thought and know that you don't really have to figure it out you don't have to answer it or solve your way out of it even though it's uncomfortable, then maybe you don't get in that whole like vicious circle of overthinking.
0: So you're always pointing out now that overthinking is one of the most common traumas in people, that we're constantly overthinking things is one of the things that creates the most unhappiness.
1: I do think that overthinking and you know, rumination. Is...
0: Well, what's rumination? I've I never heard about it.
1: Well, it's another word for overthinking basically, but it refers to when we are in just this uh, cycle of thinking that is repetitive and it's not being productive because thoughts can be helpful. Of course, they help us solve issues, solve problems. They help us create things, but then there's a moment in which they're not helping us, so rumination is one of those cases. And I do think, um, it's one of the, the most important causes of suffering sometimes, and it's really hard for people to notice that they're actually doing this because it's something more internal and it seems as if you're trying to solve something, you're trying to find an answer, but you never get there.
0: Yeah, because how I understand it, the brain always wants to prove to you that it's it's of of great use to you. So it wants to be like, yes, you have this thought of like you're lazy today, and let me let me prove you how with a lot of thinking I I can solve it. Where we're actually just not thinking, not not going into this process, and realizing like, for example, for me, what one one the last podcast guest taught me is like touch the water glass in front of you and feel how how cold it is like like focus your brain on something that brings you into a moment that you have to feel like you have to use smell or taste or, or touch and that will always bring you back into a moment and like just really force yourself out of this thinking process and fully back into the moment in which you of course don't have any problems right and because um, sometimes when I have a to give a presentation and I have to make the slides and I'm like, you know, feeling like I don't want to do it now. And then like the process starts of like you're lazy and then the whole thing starts, but if I just, you know, like focus on the moment and we not even giving this any thought and then start, start with it. I think it would be a way, way healthier, healthier thing to do.
1: Yes. Of course, these type of exercises are such a good way to be in contact with the present moment just going back to our senses, to our breath, all these different ways that we can just be in the present. And when we find ourselves in that cycle of thinking, we remember, we can get in touch with that and take distance from all those thoughts. Although maybe you can't just make them suddenly go away. You can't just snap your fingers and they're gone. But you can take some distance, right?
0: I, I I really think one of the things that you said for me was such a good one. Like you don't have to answer your mind because what everyone always says, because a lot of these concepts, they are hard to grasp. And people say you are not your mind, which is basically this means the same thing, but uh, it's way harder to grasp and I, what you do very well, you, you phrase it easier. You don't have to answer your mind. So if I don't have tattoos, but if I, have, I would have a tattoo, I would probably tattoo this on my arm. So I have it like. Maybe I'll, I'll write with just a pencil for, for a week. Like, you don't have to answer your mind. It's something that's uh, going to help me a lot, you know? Yeah, you don't have to answer your mind.
1: I'm glad that that uh, phrase stuck with you because it's really important for me as well. I apply it uh, for my life. I would say even daily. And what you say is really important. I've seen many times, you are not your mind, and that is definitely true. I think at first it can be also something very difficult to understand. Cause then you're like, if I'm, if I'm not my mind, then, then what am I? Right. And I think, uh, it's important to have many, maybe more practical ways to experience that cause we can experience it in the moment. We can ask ourselves who, who is the one hearing all those thoughts? or witnessing them and And I think that's very important just not just say it but also experience it and I think this is a very good way because when we hear all these thoughts knowing that we can just see them and not necessarily reply or get into it is very important it's like well what I said once to you earlier, I think, uh, it's just like when you're holding a cactus, right? You don't have to press it cause then you're going to hurt yourself. Right. I uh, think
0: so. So, so, so you would, for me to understand it fully. So like if, uh, if a feeling like, uh, anger or sadness or something comes up, you treat it like a cactus. Is that correct? What you do is for, for emotions.
1: Yeah. I, I'd say that yeah, for emotions or for thoughts also.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Much many times they they come together, right? You're having some thoughts, you're having some feelings.
0: Okay, so that, 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 if you want let's have one one practical example. Like what what what's a thought that could could arise and how, how would you deal with it?
1: For example, if you're thinking I am useless, right? And then like like we said before, you might get into it and think about it and think about all the times that you might have felt useless that you feel that or evidence that you are useless or then others that say that you are not useless and then you get in this whole cycle and you're pressing it right you're holding it so strong you're pressing this cactus you're picking it apart,
0: and then you hurt yourself right
1: and then you're
0: because with with, with dorns would hurt you so you want to have it like
1: you're hurting yourself because you're stuck i don't know how long this will be but for some people, it can be hours. And then you just spent hours and you've been feeling worse and worse in this overthinking and you haven't gotten to the end of it, which is what you're looking for, right? You're looking to get rid of this thought, but then you submerge yourself in it and you're just surrounded by it.
0: And it's something that I I, I can add to see about I So, correct and no, I was like, in like before, thought uh, you are useless when if this, if this come, comes up and now you're trying to find examples from the past where you weren't useless or for example, where you were useless, like you start a process of like to feel inner peace and happiness, you want to be in this moment, like for example, here in this room, Barcelona recording this podcast, you want to be fully here. And then when you feel peace and happiness, mm-hmm. but the moment you think, okay, I'm useless, and now you look into examples of the past in the future, where you were or weren't, you leave this present moment. Like you're going to a past or the future, either or, like mostly in case it was in the past, but you're, you're trying to travel and thinking, thinking, and you don't smell or taste or feel anything from this moment, and then uh, you cannot have inner peace or, or happiness. Because you, this takes you out, and the longer you take it like the cactus, that was a very cool example, thank you, that's why we wanted to have you on podcast then, yeah, it would really help you to understand it. When like, yeah, you have to like put it slightly, not touch it and place it away. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and not, not grasp it in a way that it, the cactus is gonna, yeah, uh, hurt you. Yes. What are some, some other ways of, like we said in your, in your sessions, before we talked, you said you use visualization a lot. Like, what are some other things that you use and how do you use the concept of visualization?
1: visualization is very important because it helps us experiment for example this concept of not being your thoughts of being able to separate from them to make a distance because if I can just tell you make a distance from your thoughts then you might be a bit confused like how do I do that but then if you can experiment it, it visualizing in different ways for example with my clients we even practice giving up of shape to that um to that pain that they're feeling what color would it be what shape would it have how heavy Mm -hmm. or where would it be in your body and then maybe practicing taking that and putting it outside of you and then can you see it outside of you and i think that is very helpful to give just this, these characteristics to your own pain or discomfort and being able to put them
0: outside of you. I would, I would, for this example, say like this thought is now like this uh, red tennis ball and I take it and put it outside of me Mm -hmm. and it's better if I take heavy objects or light objects or is there, that doesn't matter at all.
1: Whatever you, would you feel that it is, whatever your body is telling you that it is, like whatever your intuition tells you that that pain is. And if you can just hold it outside of you, then you're witnessing it as something separate from yourself, of something happening, but it's not you. So then you can just witness it, but then you can also turn around, not ignore it, but maybe redirect yourself towards those other things that are important. Because as you said, then when you're in those uh, thoughts, you're not in the present, but you're in the past or the future, you're in your head. So then you're focused on that pain and you forget moving towards what would be a valuable life to you, what would be your happiness. You're not doing anything towards that because you're too busy uh, trying to drive away the discomfort.
0: Well, wow, that was very, very well explained. Yeah, I think it's always so important, not to to give give tools to people, no, and uh, yeah, if if someone correct me if I'm wrong, no, so if someone is in depression, that's they're constantly in thinking mode, no, overthinking everything and never allowing themselves to be in the moment. Is that one of the of the ways you would define it, or
1: definitely overthinking, rumination, and this repetitive negative thinking is a really important part of depression, right? It's mostly this person is not living in the present. They're living either in, in the past, in the pain of the past or of the future, of what they think their future would look like if they continued this way. So yes, I think um it's a very important part of depression. And it's many times you don't see it that way because peop- these people are just trying. Or us in general, when we overthink, we're trying to drive this pain away. But in those intents, we're actually submerging ourselves in it.
0: We're giving power to this pain, no?
1: Power to it and energy to it. And then it's like, for example, another um, metaphor that I have related to this is about the ants on the beach. I think you mentioned it earlier.
0: Exactly. I would love Mm. love to hear what it's about.
1: So, it's about, well, imagine you love the beach. Well, I think you do. I
0: I do love the beach. What do reason I live in Barcelona. Uh,
1: How about the sunset?
0: I do like the sunset. The
1: sunset at the beach. So imagine you go to the beach, one of your favorite beaches, and you're there to watch the sunset, which you really love. And then you sit there and you're having such a nice time. and suddenly, these ants, which you hate you hate ants. do you hate them? <laughs> no, I'm like sure.
0: Ah, uh, for this example, yes, I absolutely uh, hate for ants for no. For this example,
1: <laughs> yes. okay. So imagine you hate ants and they're crawling all over your feet. Um, and then what do you do?
0: So for me, I, I cannot focus on anything anymore, but I focus only on these ants now. They're annoying me and I'm trying to put them away. And they're just too many. And then I get very angry of they're like, everywhere. And then I find out that they ate half of my snack.
1: Zinilo <laughs> and then what happened to the sunset maybe you missed it because
0: i wouldn't pay any attention to it yeah, it would would take me out of that moment no like i was in the now i was in there in the moment and now i'm thinking of how much these ants are annoying me and i'm thinking of like how i can the next time find a place with no ants, or how the next time in the future is gonna solve it for me but not i won't i won't be in the now anymore
1: and this that was so important to you that you really love, you just missed it, which happens to so many people in their lives with other things, with spending time with their family, or maybe moving towards their goals in different areas, that it be work or other things, because they're too busy trying to push away, get off the ants, which in this case can be those thoughts that you don't like or those feelings that you don't like, but maybe that you have them just means that you're human.
0: Nice. Right. I also have a lot of cactus and one with the mm-hmm. ants on the beach. Uh, and you have to answer your mind, but there's three uh, very valuable pieces, one from this podcast, um, What I'm very curious from you as a trained therapist with two, two masters and working in the field, what's your opinion on social media? What are the good and the bad things with social media?
1: Well, it's definitely, uh, two sides with social media. It allows us to be more connected with others to share so many things. Like I found out so many things on social media that I didn't know. Just like facts that make your life easier. Right. But at the same time, I feel like not all people, but many people. And I think it's understandable, but it's a mask of this, uh, extreme like happiness, maybe not happiness, but pretending to be uh, joyful all the time or confident all the time. And it's true that some people might feel more happiness than others or more confidence. But then it gives us the idea that maybe it's possible to be joyful all the time, or to feel confident all the time, to never feel anxiety, never feel sad. And that's not really true because then they wouldn't be human. And this in psychology, we know it. Every, absolutely every person has moments of insecurity or has moments of sadness, of anxiety, because then they'd be robots if they didn't. But then when we see these people on social media, it seems as they're always happy. And for these people that see them they're like well maybe something's wrong with me because I don't feel that way all the time and it makes you feel alone so that same thing that makes you feel connected then makes you feel lonely and more separate from others and it gives you maybe an unrealistic goal of being happy all the time and then you focus more and more on getting rid of all that pain and it's like for you see the the sadness or the negative thoughts as a threat and then what happens for example a physical threat imagine uh you're in a class and there's like a a snake and it's a threat isn't it are you going to be able to see anything else but the snake?
0: A human human mind is always trained. Now, like we are trained to when we when we see danger,
1: uh-huh.
0: we are trained to uh, fight fight or flight. Now and nowadays, even a deadline for a presentation can be a danger. We perceive it as danger. It's not a real danger, but we perceive it as dangerous as a snake sometimes, which is one of the problems of uh, <laughs> of working in offices nowadays in general, in all human life yeah and yeah like what what I wanted to add is like um, very important now you said like no no human like no one is a robot and no one is always happy and this podcast should not be about uh, being always happy this podcast should be about learning how to think less how to have this self chapters self talk um, turning off uh, how to how to really you know I think a very cool example is like it's not about Having the greatest experiences, the most beautiful experiences, but it's about flowing beautifully with what, with whatever life brings at you, right? So Whatever happens, you you wanna accept it and flow with it, very in a very very beautiful way, and fully be there without worrying about the future, or thinking about the past, just fully being there. And then you're gonna get a great state of inner peace, which will still be interrupted by because we're all humans, and you will still have like. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes anger or our emotions coming up, but you will, you will a lot of times enjoying the moment a lot and be very grateful for that. That's that's a skill that can can be learned, and that's why this is, focus is here to to teach teach this this skill.
1: Yes, of course, I totally agree because that's the way in which uh, in this podcast I've listened to the other episodes and I've also seen um, heard about accepting you know all the emotions but this is related to happiness because as a paradox even though it seems contradictory accepting all these emotions then uh leads you to happiness because then once you know they're there you can then not let them control you control your actions or dominate what you do and then
0: create a happier life there's a there's a very important question I have for you and I think it's gonna yeah help many of the the listeners Um, so for you from a therapist point point of view what's the healthiest way to overcome really difficult events in life like let's say one of the most difficult is like death of of a loved, loved, loved one like one of the most difficult things for sure is like if you're a parent and your your child dies, right, like car accidents or some things happen, like a, like the, like or like your grandfather dies or your parents die, like or your pareja your your couple dies, like what's the most healthy way to to deal with such a loss? What what advice can you give to to the audience?
1: Well, definitely, it's a very difficult situation to go through. That. Um, sooner or later, we all go through some type of loss of a loved one. Uh, so I think the most important thing is to, to be able to let yourself grieve. Um, because there's no time set for grief. Every person is different, every situation is different and there's no limit of time until which you can grieve because many questions in relation to that, that I can get asked is how long does it last? And that's not something you can know. It depends on each person. And I think the important thing is to honor those feelings because they just mean that you cared about that person and that you love that person very much. Because that's the other side of pain, right? On the other side of pain is something that was very important to you. So letting yourself have all those feelings is the most important thing. And well then, of course, um, having a support system from others trying not to isolate yourself, although it might feel lonely in some cases. Is is,
0: is is where like uh, as a first we say like crying together is healthier than crying alone, or is it if, what what's there uh, if there's some studies on that? I...
1: Particularly about that, I I am not sure. I just know that crying is healthy. Um it might if if it comes out with someone else, then sure. It's great because you're connecting with others, you're feeling understood in some way because you're sharing that pain I don't think that you should just limit yourself to cry alone so I think it's if if it's something that you feel then then it's good for you crying is always going to be great you know and there's a I don't know if you know this but there's a biological reasons that show that crying
0: is good for you. Hmm? Please share. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a lot about this. So please share.
1: Um, so when we cry, actually through our tears, we release stress hormones. So this is uh, the r- primary reason which we cry. We're exposing those stress hormones that are making us feel very overwhelmed. So
0: this why a lot of people also cry when they are very really stressed. Because I get us, ah, yeah. So you're expo- I was always wondering of like, what's the explanation for that.
1: Through your tears, it's something we've evolved to do. And at the same time, it's another reason is that it helps us connect to others, crying. It's a way that humans have of expressing what they're feeling and that they need.
0: As a part. And then I'm curious, so why... What are the things, why do humans, why do we cry when there's like a romantic movie, because this doesn't create a stress. What's the, I don't know if you know the answer, I'm just curious. Like what, what's the cause then?
1: Well, if the scene is more of a sad, romantic type, then well, whether it's sad or happy, we, we are putting ourselves in that position of the actors. It's like we're living it in a way. So if it's sad, we're feeling that sadness, maybe not to that extent, mm-hmm. but a certain type of sadness. And then if it's, if it's very happy, then we also, we also yeah. get it. Right. Because we're also having, um, intense to-,
0: to me, it was like a, like very happy moments. Like I, I, I cry very easily for happiness. Like that's like very, and, but this was, this wouldn't release stress. or Also release stress hormones when you have happy tears.
1: You know, I'm not exactly sure about that, but I think that just where we have intense emotions, we, things are happening in our body and we need a release from that to get back to our balance, to the, or, you know, the center, our center.
0: And a follow up, a question from, from this is like, we all know that, um, pushing away grief and not letting it come is, is is a very dangerous thing because it can lead to future depression. So like say, i say when a loved one dies and you're trying to to be strong all the time and push it away for, for years, that's for sure not a good thing, right, because it gets stored. But um, how would it be like if you push it by some hours? And I'll give you an example. I and mean, then I want to know like your honest uh, review from a ther- therapist, you know, like what do you think? Let's say, like, for me, like, a, a loved one dies, and the moment when I hear, like, I have time to, to let it out, and I'm, I'm fully aware. But then, like, after a couple of days, um, I, I do have to go back to work, right? And I'm, I'm in the meetings, and currently, like, I'm teaching in front of, like, ten people in a room, and uh, then this emotion comes back up, and I'm like, okay, but I cannot deal with it right now. Because I'm like, right now teaching is was was very inconvenient that I'm feeling this, this sadness right now. And I'm telling myself, okay, let me push it back for two hours when I'll be back from, from working and then I'll schedule time. I'll schedule two or three hours at home to be there and to be with a feeling. Is that still a dangerous thing because you push it away? Or is it like, is it okay to push it away for short periods of time? I'm very curious, I have no So no I'm very curious what, what your answer is.
1: No, I really think what is important is uh, the function of it. Right. And when you, it's normal that you need to go back to your life and there's some things you need to do and that you can do maybe if you, if you tend to that emotion in in every moment. So I think it makes sense that you might need to put it on the side for some time so that you can do things that are important, right? But it's important to notice maybe the difference between ignoring that feeling and maybe acknowledging and saying, I know you're here. I'm just gonna put you on the side, but I know you're here and it's here and it's fine. And then, but now I need to do something and I'm going to do it. Because this is also going to help us towards our happiness, you know, tending to what we need to do and the things that are important.
0: And, um, because one advice I got, like when you, so normally there's, there should not be too many reasons to worry because like, normally if you can solve it, you solve it, if you can't solve it, why worry? No, but still I got the advice, which for me is good. Like if you have something that you worry about to schedule time a week. So like, I'm going to, okay, this is a problem. I'm going to worry about this. On Tuesdays from 5 to 6, and I'm gonna try to figure out, but it doesn't make sense to worry about it 24 7. So, they you schedule times to worry or, like, solve these problems. Does it also make time, make, it make sense to schedule time for grief? Or, like, you can be like, okay, like, I'm gonna block these and these and these nights for doing nothing and just be fully aware of a loss of the death, for example?
1: Uh, that is something that can be very personal, I would say mostly maybe more in terms of separating that time to do things in honor for, in honor of that loved one, maybe, Uh um, I guess each person might have their own way of honoring them, but maybe honoring that relationship. Maybe I liked to go to the beach with that person. So then maybe I go, I go there and, and I give myself some time.
0: Yeah. That's a very beautiful advice. I you really like,
1: so maybe finding ways of integrating that love, that loved one into your life, because although that person is not there in the form we want them to, they are still there in what they Gave to us and what we learned from them because they changed our lives so we can honor them in our lives and that's a way of also making space for all those feelings do you think
0: i, I think that, that 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 helps quite 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 a lot
1: yeah so maybe not scheduling a time to, at this time i'm going to be sad about this or i'm going to think about what happened, but maybe like whatever comes up, comes up, you know, if you're sad, then you're sad, but then you might also feel other things. So then other things come up, but maybe you're also at the same time doing things that are important to you.
0: Yeah, but that definitely, for me, that definitely, I think it works. It was a better, a better, healthier way. That's why you trained like a person, know, I like it. No,
1: so, but it's a very interesting question and it it's like different ways of making sense of that uh, making time for yourself because I think that is very important. Making sure you have time because some people are running from one place to the other.
0: Uh-huh. What is some what is some uh, some other advice you can give to people when they're like thinking like we are stuck in a thought like we can use again the thought of like someone's telling myself all the time you're 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 lazy like what is some other uncommon advice or good advice you can give them to get out of out of this like what what's um, what's something that you you saw that helped a lot for your clients
1: something that I think is very helpful is well that I tell my clients many times is what would you say to your friend to a friend or to a loved one a family member just imagine someone you love what would you say to them if the same thing had happened to them for example if you're like I am so stupid because I did this so if your friend had done this and they're telling you "I, I am so stupid well What do you say to them? Would you tell them they're stupid?
0: Mm-hmm. Because your 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 own brain will confirm yes, you're so stupid. Uh-huh. But you, but your 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 friend will always will always uh, try to put you out of this. You no, know, like uh, either te- tell you examples why how you weren't, mm-hmm. or if if he's very very smart, he would actually even get you out of a f- full thought process, which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. No, so like yeah, you use it like, yeah, like a lot of times. I think that, that's going to really help me also, like, that's a very good one and I hope also, it's going to help a lot of people from the audience of like, you have some thought coming up and you want to deal with it in a healthier way, you ask it like, if I tell this to one of my best friends, what, was, what would his advice be on this? You know, like, treat yourself like like your own, because your friend would be coaching you and all, like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't put you into the victim state of like, oh yeah, poor you, you know, like he would normally if it's a good friend he would be coaching you of like oh, but look think about it this way and if you can have this dialogue in your brain it will be a, a safer way to get out and to yeah return to the process of not not thinking no because that's a, mm-hmm. that's the most beautiful state to be when you're not thinking and like when you really need your brain it's very very sharp mm-hmm. but uh, in the medium times you don't have to have all this, this self talk about things and beliefs that you have and uh you're not good enough or what you're not like you don't need this and uh, in the in the moments when you're like there's some moments that are like so inherently beautiful that it will bring nearly everyone out of it like let's say you go to this amazing hike and everything is completely green that's why people love hiking for example because everything is completely green and beautiful And then like this chatter turns off for some moments because we're like stunned by extreme beauty. Like one of the, one of the ways of like making the chatter turn off is like getting stunned by extreme beauty, which uh, unfortunately, like we don't have all the time around us. So that's why like, but like, that's, that's something that, that, that really, really helps. Or for example, why, why do some people love, love sports so much because sport is the activity that brings them fully in the moment like the only moment they are like fully free of like of all the worry this is like when they are playing football or when some people have this like my sister for example she would have this when she's painting right like uh she would paint and this would bring her completely being only there in the moment and and when you're very good at it like you like you get this like extreme peace and bliss from it and uh what we talked about before now is like uh to to cook. Like you said, for you, cooking is something that brings you to this moment of like, I'm here and I'm doing only this and like, I'm going to focus fully on doing this and like, you enjoy it a lot. And for me, I, cooking is something that it feels like work for me. It doesn't, not like play at all. So like, I always like thinking, what should I do? And when I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it good enough. And like, you know, like, and then this why like cooking, it doesn't do this for me. Right, it's another an activity that brings me into this moment whereas many many other activities uh, do do that a lot no that's i think it's also one of the reasons why when you're traveling you always want to be fully there because you're in this new city you want to see it with open eyes and fully go and and uh, and be there in the moment and, and explore the city because you know you only have a couple of days there so you mm-hmm. focus to to be there and when you're back in your normal life sometimes you can be you can be like, okay, I already know this, I don't have to have my eyes so open and focus on all of these things because I, I know these routes. And then sometimes when the times in your own cities, they feel like time is going faster. And when you're uh, on vacation, time, it feels like it's slowing down, but it's actually just because you're more in the present and you're more uh, with conscious and awareness of, of what, what's happening.
1: Yes, exactly. It's so important this uh, being able to connect with the present and that's why... Well, each of us knowing what activities do that for us and being able to cultivate them daily or as often as we can uh, is such a great thing that I think leads us more towards a happy life, towards having happiness in our lives, just cultivating this connection to the present moment instead of being stuck in the past, being stuck in, in the future as well and it's so interesting how you say about traveling or being in these beautiful places, cause for example, when you're seeing like this beautiful landscape, you're not like, oh, I wish that cloud wasn't there, right? You're not judging things or I wish this, uh, plant was greener.
0: At the moment, exactly. If you have a landscape where you think something could be better, you're not, you're not you're yeah. just, it's not, yeah. you're not, you're not you're fully aware, no, you're already. Again, negative talking. You're judging it
1: exactly, and I, I don't know. I, it feels like in these moments that doesn't even even come up, right? So being able to see life with this, with these eyes, also of curiosity, and living fully each day, although you already know.
0: Yeah, but like, but yeah, but sometimes exactly, but exa- exactly, like living fully each day, even where you already know the places, because. There's always so much going on and so much new things. Uh, again, like as I said in, the, in the, the show notes before, movie way of a peaceful warrior explained it's very very beautiful. Of like, there's always 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 something something going on. Um, yeah, I think that, that's a that's a very 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 beautiful thing to always to to realize. And then, I think also it's very important to like understand that there's different tools for different souls so or different humans no, mm-hmm. you know like so everyone has different tools and processes that bring them fully into the this state of non-thinking of like just existing uh, for me it's breath work, and that's why i always um do it a lot because that's one of my states. for people's meditation for people it can be painting cooking what are some other states but like for for your clients what are some of the states that help them a lot like some of the activities that bring them fully into the state of like turning the inner chatter off
1: Yeah, it is so uh, varied. Uh, I guess one of the most common ones will be meditation, yoga, journaling. My clients really love journaling. I think it's such a helpful tool as well, as long as you enjoy it. But then there's also even just walking, walking around the city, walking in nature as well, doing sports different sports, even going to the gym can be that for some people.
0: 100%. Yes, I always follow the advice of my, the smart podcast guests. I think yourself mm-hmm. for being a very smart, smart podcast guest. In episode 19, I think it was Jordan and he said that the mornings, going, going for a walk in the morning is such a game changer and I always A-B test. I always try these things out. So for me, the journaling, I use the five minute journal and I've been think of my book edition number 16 it always lasts for six months or so like eight eighth year of doing it and i'll do it until the end of my life um but this already did it but like after the journaling to add the morning walk that jordan recommended was such another step towards it and that's why i always say like this that's why the podcast is important because it's a it's a skill set that the more things tools you find for yourself that that adds this to you the better it gets right so for me i i yoga for example is not one of them for me I wish and I I think I've done like 200 yoga sessions it doesn't bring me into this state so like I, I think now it's time to accept for me that it's not yoga for me but like the journaling and the the walking walks and some other things are are the right things for me and breath work for sure and I think that's why we want to give a lot of tools out and then everyone can pick and choose the ones that bring them the most into this, this state and then you have to understand what they do this and maybe you know have like accounting, like take notes about it and then repeat, repeat those more often so that you're spending a lot of your, your living life in in active, present, present uh, moments of fully living and fully being, being there.
1: Yes, I think what you say is so true. We each have different things that will work for us and other things that won't or that we won't enjoy as much. So I think taking advantage of what does work for us and then what doesn't just We don't have to force ourselves to do it if it doesn't work for us but yeah walking in the morning is something i do as well or receiving sunlight which well, you get while you walk in the morning so but if well
0: you you get it because you're living in barcelona we're like we we should we should be so grateful that like on a normal day you always walk and it's like it's not it's like the normal thing for us is like having blue sky and sunshine that's like something to be very grateful for. I could tell you this from a, from a German, yeah. you're from Peru. I don't know how it was in Lima, but uh, in Germany, we're not, we're not used to walking out and just like, for sure it's going to be sunshine.
1: No, yeah. It's so, so important, the sun. But well, even if you're not in a place that has much sunlight, even just being outside and ha- your body, knowing that there's daylight.
0: It's already way better. It's exactly.
1: Better than nothing at all. Yeah, it helps. But yeah, I, we are very lucky. Uh, so that helps me in the morning, just exposing myself.
0: The, the walks, how, 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 what, are, what are the normal duration of your walks?
1: Mine usually are very short because I, I usually like to get in exercise in the morning, for example, going to the gym or something like that. So my walks are just like 10 minutes and then I get on with, with my morning. Uh, I think drinking water is something that might seem like common sense, but drinking water as soon as you wake up is a very, very important thing. It just wakes up your body completely. So that's another thing. And something I actually use and I enjoy, I'm not sure if it works for everyone, but essential oils is another thing.
0: Oh, really? What's that?
1: Uh, there's like some for energy. There's some for sleep.
0: And you put it to your hand, so what, what, how, how, how does it work?
1: Yeah, you can put it on your hands and you smell it, or you can put it on your neck and things like this. I, I've i heard about other people that also, for, for them at work.
0: it works. And also it makes sense, you know, because you smell it and the moment you connect with your senses, mm-hmm. the thinking has to stop because you're a moment.
1: It's a mindfulness practice.
0: Completely mindful because you're like having, yeah, focusing on your sense.
1: It's be it, it takes you to the present for sure, and just having that smell for a while instead of just being in the moment, so I think that and of course people must have heard this everywhere, but not wake up and look at your phone first thing in the morning <laughs> which uh but to me, I leave my phone outside my bedroom, and I think it's the best thing I've done because
0: and and for, for how, what when after waking up how long how much time passes until you leave flight mode or check your notifications for the first time
1: to me uh it's usually like 30 minutes i mean i think it could be longer but then i'm like well i, I exercise with some friends so we're like coordinating and yeah. things and so then you have to use your phone so i understand um sometimes you just need to use it for some things right and and
0: and, and that's yeah um, and that, that, that's something that I'm sure there can be a technical solution. So I hope some people from, from Google and, 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 and Apple are listening to this podcast because that's one of the moments, where like for me, it's like it's two hours where I don't use my phone in the morning. Like sometimes even more, but like it's like normally I, I try to minimum two hours. But then you always have these things that you have like, you have you want to go to a gym with a friend and you need to. Just like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, I, I think the two solutions that I found is... Um, Either telling your friend, I, you know you will text me. You will just be w- one tick, but trust me, I will show up. There's no way I won't show up. I I will only the only reason why I won't be there, like if I can't be there, I'm ill. I will text you, but if I say nothing, I will show up. Like that's a good good thing to to make sure of that. But sometimes you still need your phone for some things, and then Apple and Google for sure is a solution. But you can you can uh, you can select a button first. I want to talk only to let's say this this guy's called Max. Only Max. Mm-hmm. Only push this through and all rest not. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go say only to Max, blah blah, blah this, you know? That would be then it's like and it's this things fit that they can be done of course, but they design our phones to be addictive so that we use them a lot. But that would be something that is so so needed. Like you want to be only with this person and only I don't want to see all my hundred emails, everything in. Like don't put this in. Like, don't I don't put them with all other oh, WhatsApp messages. you know, like, you can solve solve it by having two phones, which is something that I tried. I tested it, but it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But I think this technical solution has to come of like telling them only one one contact. And you want to text your text your mom, okay? Like only push this person through. Like the, you're leaving air, air, airplane mode only for this and not for the rest. Mm-hmm. This has to be technically possible, and then it is right. So.
1: Yeah, that would be great. And that just made me wonder, like, how would things be if they actually made them for us, like for our well-being? So that would be very interesting if in the future uh, our phones weren't actually made to be against our well-being and addictive.
0: Exactly. Like, for example, Instagram Reels, like TikTok, I don't have it anymore because it's just way too addictive. But even Instagram Reels, we're just made where you spend so much time in the app and we're we are ridiculously good. Like yeah. they put me on, they show me all the things that I really care and I'm interested in. Yeah. We are ridiculously addictive. So for me, I actually stopped using the Instagram app and I just use it from a MacBook. Yeah. So I just did that. go over. Mm-hmm. But I understand, of course, Instagram wants to optimize for time and app. Mm-hmm. But this is like making it so hard for all humans. So they are basically, because they want to optimize for time and app, they are, they are punishing 2 billion customers. Of it making them addicted just because they want to increase their time and app. That's a that's a very, very tricky one. And I hope also Mark Zuckerberg you're listening. <laughs> I I know we've been on a call together already, like it was just preferred wheel on the call, but listen to this podcast and m- m- make make some make some changes here.
1: Yeah, no, that would be great. That would be great, Mark.
0: Thank, thank you, Mark. <laughs> um Yeah, I think we went through a lot of things and I I learned so much like the the cactus example, the ants, ants on the beach, the um, you don't have to answer to your mind helped me so much. Like, uh, thank you a lot. Is there anything else that you learned that you would like to add to the audience, or like you, we, you're you're happy with uh, what we went through, which was a lot.
1: Well, I am quite happy with everything that we went through, um, uh, and the only thing I would say is just um, there's. Nothing wrong with what you're feeling, but remember what's important to you, and then you will know what to do. What do you think?
0: I was gonna say with a beautiful end notes of a podcast. Thank you so much for uh, for being a guest in this podcast, and uh, yeah, if you want, also you can be a guest again in the future. Well, so there's a lot of uh, valuable ad- advice, and yeah, to everyone out there, have a the most uh, beautiful day. And all the best from Barcelona.